Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange Okay, all right, now, what I tell you, okay, all right, this decade is going to be the decade of the balls. You got it? Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, September 16th, one day closer, 10 days now from kickoff of the Tennessee football season. Thankfully, football is back, college football is now, NFL has made it through uh, week one. Good NFL week, especially uh, for the Titans. I feel I I can't lie. I can't lie. I fell asleep. You fell asleep, fell dude. Asleep. That's a late. That's so dumb. Well, and my here's where I made the mistake. I went and I want. I finished watching the game in bed. I didn't finish. If I'd stayed on the couch, I think I would have been fine. But I was like, I, I'm gonna go lay down. I'm tired, and um, I was. I, I rolled over too. That was my mistake. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll be better next week. You can't rest your eyes. There's no such thing. If if anybody's like, I'm just resting my eyes, they're full of crap. <laughs> yeah, no, you're falling asleep. <laughs> well, and it's funny. I've a lot of people make fun of me. I, I have the ability to sleep anywhere, as you know. I, I'm I telling do know. them. Um, Be careful. You might fall asleep. Tonight. I could fall asleep at any moment. I, I've had a lot of people tell me that. Like, I've had a I've had a conversation with you, and I'll start responding, and next thing I know, you're asleep. Like I, the next thing out of your mouth, I guess, is a snore. Yeah, it's a talent. It. it it's taken and years to master. You, maybe you could have fallen asleep earlier and just you just kept on um, responding. Exactly. So in your sleep. Unfor- unfor- I, I'm sorry to the Titans fans, my fellow Titans fans. I will be better next week. But they won, so maybe I sh- maybe I did the right thing. You did. I was awake for all of the missed field goals. Gross. Yeah, was that bad. was gross. That was very gross. Uh, we will talk about the Titans. The so you could have made it like you could have went one for four, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought about tweeting out one of my videos, but seeing as a lot of kickers were doing it, I thought I'm not a fad guy. I'm not a fad guy. I won't do it. So you should have done it like full nude. Then like no one would have topped that. <laughs> no, they wouldn't have. <laughs> no one would want to see that either, though. No NFL scout would click on that. We would have um, top or get on top of that. No, I think it was the late kickoff, the late kick, man. Eastern time or well, there's Central time. That's still late for Central time though. He's not used to kicking after dark, so. Yeah, it's and tough. usually, like, I mean, Totten's, they're usually kicking off at, like, noon. Exactly. It, it, <laughs> so it's a like, different world. But he is a – he was – that was his first game as a Titan. Poor guy. Yeah, that's rough. Poor guy. It, it, yeah, we'll get into that. I'm, I'm so, excited. So, is there just, like, a, a, a magic about New England? I think there's a, a – a, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Eh. Just a mindset, or is it, it just, like, is Belichick just a wizard? Yes. That was a crappy situation, though, for Gostowski. Yeah, it was. Crappy situation. He, he pushed his first one. Second one gets blocked. Third one, he obviously overcorrects from his first one, pulls it. It just wasn't a dream scenario. Yeah, not so, great. No, we'll, we'll, we'll get talking about the Titans, though, as we talk about the rest of the NFL this week, as well as our NFL power ranking. We're excited to do that. Uh, I'm usually wrong. 
but I'll do. I'll give you my power ranking anyways. So it's we'll, hard to we'll do because like you could have sixteen teams pretty much yeah, in your well, top five. Probably week one is definitely difficult. I kind of just based off last year and yeah, who I who I like I guess the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll definitely still do – we're still doing the power ranking. Week one power ranking is the best because then we can uh, see where we're at in week 17 and base it off that – or judge off that. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, – Trey Smith met with the media, talked about the NCAA and a few other players, yeah, met with the media. Uh, we'll talk about some team news that's happening over at the Vols as they come down to kickoff. It's going to be an interesting one with, with COVID happening and, and how that's going to be. There's already been some – Already been a postponement within the Power Five grouping, uh, so and then obviously the Big Ten's coming back. We'll also talk about that as well as some of the offensive expectations for the Vols. We've got a college football preview for. Is it technically week two or are we like week four? How are they doing weeks this year? Yeah, I don't know. Like, how's the Big Ten? It's gonna they're gonna come in like week, what, eight, seven, six, something like that, six maybe. October 24th, is that the date? Yeah. Yeah. It's when the Vols play Alabama, so we'll see. I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know how the weeks are. We'll go week, this is week four, I guess, of college football, technically. With This is the fourth week college football's playing, so we'll go week four. So we're going to preview week four and, and talk about some of the Power Five games that are happening, and this is like that, this is that crappy week that always happens in college football. That's not going to happen this year. All with the SEC, it's all conference. That'll be fun. Yeah. And obviously, like I said, our NFL recap and power rankings. Then we're doing bringing the Jumbotron back this week. Thought it was time. Got a, got a nice little hiatus from it. We're refreshed and ready to go. We're going to do our Jumbotron and uh, Stupidity is an Epidemic, as always, on Wednesdays. Before we do that, though, Lane is going to tell you guys about the people that make this show possible. Have some yeah. good friends. Yeah, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House. Um, Blue Water Climate Control is our new one. And then, obviously, Hound Dogs. Go check them out. Also, Blue Water Climate Control, we're giving out free furnaces. Yes, you heard that right. That is plural, furnaces. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We'll have some giveaways here when the season starts up. Um, go to volunteerroadshow.com, create your account. That gets you all of our, uh, all of your access to all of our free shows, all of our content. So go do that. Um, and then tell us where you're from. We'd love to hear where you're uh, listening from. And... Uh, We'll be happy to to bring you a good show. Absolutely, and sorry about the title of it. This uh, something must happen on the back end here. This is more important issues. Uh, Collective Unfiltered. I think they're on tomorrow. I don't know. Make sure you're following along though on uh, all our social media, and you'll see all the content from Volunteer Roadshow. Uh, we're we're with you though. Sorry, Alexis Hornbuckle's great. I know y'all are disappointed, but <laughs> I, I would I would rather listen to her than me. I I understand sure, entirely, yeah. but. Uh, we do appreciate you guys hopping on. Like Landon said, let us know where you're from. And if you got any questions, drop them in the comments. Landon's got Facebook. I've got Twitter, and I'm pulling up YouTube now. Uh, so if you talk to us, um, we, we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, what do you think about Trace Smith's comments? I, I mean, love it, baby. <laughs> I mean, I, like that's for him to come out and like be in the position that he is, being the leader of, mm-hmm. of this football team, being kind of the face of this program right now. Um, and for him to just kind of leave it out there the way that he did, it's great. It need to be it need to be said, um, and not just by a coach. It, these players like have a voice too, um, and you're seeing that a lot more this season. So I think it's great that he kind of left it out there. Wasn't he a part of some kind of NCAA like leadership group? Didn't he go to Indianapolis during the combine? 
Was that related to the NCAA or was that something totally different? I thought it was related to it. Well, I know he's on that um, other thing with like Maria Taylor and um, there's a couple people from other schools. Um, I think they have to do with like social justice. Okay. He's part of that. This is something he's been a part of for a while. I think it has something to do with the NCAA. Don't hold me to it. Any kind of leadership, if you don't have Trey (laughs) Smith on it, I'm probably not going to. Right. It doesn't have any point. <laughs> so here's the, here's the point I was making. So I think he has some, he's on some type of leadership committee team group with the NCAA. So if a guy that is that involved in the NCAA and a guy that you've trusted, I guess, to be a part of this, and he says something, if you truly believe your student athletes deserve a voice and um, deserve to be heard, shouldn't you be listening to him? Mm-hmm. And he's talking. And I just don't – here's my question about the Cade Mace thing. I need the NCAA to, or Tennessee, someone come out and tell us why he was denied. And it can't have anything to do with Georgia, how they, with how Georgia feels about it. Because that is, shouldn't be valid. Yeah. No one's going to, no team is probably going to be like, yeah, no, we're good with them transferring and playing at a school that we're going to play this year. Apparently Auburn and Kentucky are working out a deal to get their quarterback eligible. As long as in good faith, they don't play him against Auburn. That's stupid. Auburn shouldn't have – the school that they're transferring from shouldn't have a say in their eligibility, ever. Right, because if if they wanted that much, they would play Joey Gatewood over Bo Nix. It's, it's or stupid. over uh, – who was there before? Um, I can't even remember. Tennessee beat them in 2018. The quarterback at Auburn. Oh, I can't remember. Stidham? Stidham, yeah. I was going to say, what's Stidham? Stidham? Okay. Yeah, Jared Stidham. You threw me off. I was like, I, I feel like you – you rag on Jarrett Stidham, so I fucking yeah, know trash. his name. Absolute trash. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, what, what are you complaining about? Uh, a guy that wasn't good enough to start for your team, you're like mad because he's going to play for another team? That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And But I, I love Trey Smith's, like, the word he used is perfect. It's asinine. It is. It's asinine. You just like saying ass. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, but I'm like... And yet, like, Trey Smith coming out and saying that doesn't really, like, it doesn't really benefit him yet. It benefits the team, probably. But, like, that's a guy that he sees putting in the work and not getting paid for it. I mean, he's basically, if you don't let him play, he's basically interning for t- the Tennessee football program. Well, and the year doesn't, the year doesn't count doesn't for count. eligibility, which blows every athlete, not just Cade, not just Cade Mays, every single athlete that's transferred this year. Should be eligible to play. Yep, it's that simple. And what does it what does it benefit the NCAA or Georgia or any or anybody for for him not to play? I don't what think it's it, a, yeah. I, I, if the year I, doesn't count, like everybody says, it's it's an asterisk anyway. Why does it matter? Well, I think the better question is because obviously it, it never would benefit anybody to not play. The better question: What does it do to Georgia if Cade Mays plays? Nothing. Like nothing. The kid is going closer to home. His brother now plays on the team. There were reasons. I mean, yeah, I'm sure football had something to do with it. His coach that recruited him there and that he's played under for three years left. Two years. Left. If you can't see why the kid would transfer, and isn't Georgia supposed to be better than Tennessee? It's not like he transferred to win, if if that's your belief, if you're Georgia. Yep. It just doesn't make sense. 
Yeah, and they should. They, I mean, the NCAA should come out and say exactly why he's not eligible. Because but it also, if we if we need to come to the agreement where he doesn't play against Georgia, if that's what it takes for the kid to play a season, whatever, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. I don't care at that point. Because again, like it's stupid, but if that's what it takes, just do it. Like one of your better players who's probably going to get drafted, you don't want to see him play this year. Yeah, I mean he's not, and that's that's what sucks for Where Tennessee. Where all eyes are is going to be on the SEC because it's every single Saturday. You don't want that. That's and that sucks too that he's not. If he doesn't play this year, he's gone. That sucks. Right. Yeah. So that I mean that and that's for Tennessee, you know, to figure out. I don't see the NCAA being able to keep him ineligible with this year not counting, and with probably their only thing is that Georgia doesn't support the transfer. But when, or is it the conference? You think it's the conference? Because if, if Joey Gatewood's allowed to play, then Cade May should be allowed to play. See, I think they're gonna, they're gonna. I thought the conference supported a one-time last year. I thought the conference supported a one-time within the league transfer. Well, they didn't give that to D'Angelo Gibbs. Right. I don't think it was like a. I think they because that wasn't the NCAA rule at the moment. So I think they supported it like that was their initiative. Okay. I believe because I think I remember Jeremy Pruitt talking about it. I don't know. I feel like that, like, I know it's definitely more difficult to transfer within the conference. Right. So, if that's what's holding it up, that's stupid, too. I mean, I, under, I, I, mean, I understand not wanting kids to be able to transfer within the conference. Because uh, you think it could hurt teams within the conference. I get that. But, again, this year doesn't count. And I feel like within, within a year... A kid going moving closer to home to play. His brother plays there. His coach left. Like it's not just one factor. You're like I could see all these things line up, and maybe he wanted to transfer from Georgia, and he's taking advantage of moving closer to home and his brother being on the team, and maybe taking advantage of his coach left. But all of those things have happened this year. Yeah. I feel like it. I feel like he took advantage. If he took advantage of a situation, give him credit. He took advantage of a situation, and he should get eligible. All those things lined up. It's that simple. Yeah, it would be a lot different if he was just going to, like, Florida and playing. Yeah, or if he was from Florida and moving to Tennessee to play. Yeah, Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. And even then, if your position coach leaves and your main recruiter leaves, let's not be naive. Yeah. Like, let's recognize what the situation is. And his offensive coordinator. I mean, everybody left. Yeah. So, except for his head coach. (laughs) It's dumb. I hope the NCAA decides it um, fairly, I guess, is the right way to say that. Uh, it's stupid. Uh, I, I do want to mention Trey Smith's comments, though, because he likes where this offensive line's at. Uh, he thinks it's just a really good group that, that's competitive. He mentioned uh, Javante Spragans. He mentioned a freshman. I feel like that's got to be good yeah, for a friend freshman of the to get mentioned. Yeah, and I feel like that's uh, <laughs> always got to feel good when a guy like Trey Smith mentions you, especially when you're just a freshman. I, and he talked about how he just loves the way he approaches the game. Yeah, and his story, to that he how he got to Tennessee is wild. Um, he mentioned that on, on the sh- on the show with us a couple months back of, you know, his seven on seven team came to to Knoxville for a seven on seven tournament, and he basically just came along for the ride just to snap, right. just to get away from home, just to go on a road trip. Um, and then the the coaches saw him, put him through a couple of drills, and that's how he got a um, scholarship offer. And he when he I think when he went home, he talked to his parents, committed. He put he was seven hundred forty six percent committed. <laughs> And didn't waver on that. No. I mean, he no. was he was solid the whole time. And then I think he mentioned when he was on with us that um, he already had the uh, playbook. 
and yeah. wanted to, to learn it. Even though he wasn't on campus yet, he wasn't an early enrollee, he wanted to get prepared to win. When he got on campus, it was a smooth transi- transition. Um, and everything it looks to be his hard work's paying off it looks like right and and you talked about the things he did to be a better player that's impressed trey smith it's at least Mm -hmm. stood out to trey smith um and for him to to be even looked at to get early playing time with this offensive line is is pretty impressive yeah it's it's pretty i mean and you're probably talking about some injuries and some guys that have missed due to quarantine or contact tracing or whatever but that's good for the young guys that they're going to get that opportunity that maybe wouldn't be afforded every year. And right. there's probably going to be some growing pains that go along with that. There's probably going to be some frustrating moments. But but the year doesn't count, so if they want to use that extra year of eligibility, they can. Yep. And it's a, it's going to be hopefully good for Tennessee in the long run. And I, I hope some of the older guys are able to – this short offseason doesn't affect them. Hopefully they can kind of just pick up where they left off. I know it's tough, especially in the game of football. Mm-hmm. But that's probably best-case scenario. Um, some other guys that have been mentioned <coughs> at – as the coaches and players met with the media in the last two days. D. Beckwith, talked about this a little bit on Sunday, moved to running back, and uh, he's drawn some eyes. Even got some attention from Jay Graham as he talked about. He just mentioned his size, 6'4", 220? 6'5", 220. Mentioned his size, but he says he's very athletic and athletic enough to play the position. I, D. Beckwith, maybe, maybe you'll see him running the ball this year. Yeah. Thought you'd see him catching it at either, either tight end or wide receiver, but maybe running the ball. Utilize your athletes. Get them on the field. Any, any way you can get them on the field, get them on the field. I'm looking for some Cordell Patterson end rounds if he doesn't line up a running yeah, back. That's what absolutely. I'm looking at. I, I want to see that 4-4 speed that yeah, I heard absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yep. It'd be fun to watch at the tight end position. Burning running, or linebackers. It would be nice. <laughs> and be all, all the fun. speed we have on the outside now, too. Yeah. You have to you have to account for it. That's, yep. the, that's the good news. Um, some other guys that I noticed that are mentioned, uh, the linebacker that's Crouch and uh, Jeremy Banks. They talked about what was the uh, comment from Niedermeyer. They asked him how Kavarius Crouch was handling the move, into inside, in, the move to inside linebacker. He said he's handling it pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't seem like someone that's very short-winded, so I'm a little shocked by that comment. Mm-hmm. Like, just left it at that. He's, he's, he's doing pretty well. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kavarius Crouch talked to the media the previous day, so I'm wondering if that's just like you could have just asked him. It's fair. That's fair, and uh, I like what they. I like his comments about Banks. He talked about how he likes the way he play, likes the way he plays, and he's. They've got to figure out how to make Jeremy Banks successful. And I think this is. I mean, I don't know. This is something we talked about a lot. It, it's this staff is going to try to get the best players and best athletes on the field at all times. Uh, they even if Banks is probably going to be that second string guy inside linebacker behind Crouch. Getting them on the field at the same time, especially with some of the questions at linebacker, would be perfect and ideal. So I'm curious to see if uh, you see Crouch move back to outside linebacker to get Banks on the field or if they move Banks around to try to keep him on the field at the same time. I, I think it'll be interesting because because of that comment that they said in terms of making him successful. They're probably going to want to want to maximize his snaps. Yeah, and I, I think even if Banks doesn't start, he's going to play a ton. Yeah, I think so too. I think they'd. Ra- I don't think they want – like they did Batuli and Toho going 70 snaps a game. I don't think right. they want that again. Yeah. No. And especially if one of them has to go out and you don't have any depth behind them, it hurts. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it shows it hurts. Definitely. It, it's, it's good to have Jeremy Banks back. He's going to make an impact on this team. The, the question is how. And I think the coaching staff, from the comments we've gathered, still is maybe trying to figure that out. And, and I know you mentioned, could he be that guy that Crouch was at running back since – 
Crouch is a starting linebacker now, and maybe that's a possibility. It wasn't mentioned, so this is all complete speculation yeah. on things that haven't even been said. Um, maybe he's that guy. Maybe Crouch is still that guy. I don't know. But it's obvious they're going to try to find a situation where Banks is successful during this season. Yeah, I'm interested to see maybe if they roll out like a, a 4-3 and just have those three linebackers right there. Yeah, Maybe take out one of those defensive – if if you're hurting that much at outside linebacker, why don't you just run a 4-3? And, or, I'm sure or, you'll see the set some this year. Right, yeah. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt's going to bring people wherever, so it doesn't yeah. really matter where they're at. And you got to – you got to you, you talked about bringing that – bringing a defensive – you know, or talk about going to that four three. I'm curious too. You do have more, maybe not as much talent at the defensive line, but you do have a ton of depth. Mm-hmm. And Darrell Middleton get another year. Yeah, he. Um, so the there was some rumors going around that he was going to opt out. Um, he put that to rest and said he's not opting out, and he's going to come back next year. He did also. I don't think maybe he didn't realize that his first tweet was a little vague. Yeah, he kind of worded it like, "Are you gone?" And then yeah, somebody just asked. his tweet was, "I'll be returning next year." <laughs> while while we do know that there's a year of eligibility mm-hmm. that you don't lose this year. I think if the guy was like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm coming back next year, I think you would assume that means maybe he won't be here this year. Um, but, yeah, he like you said, he put it to rest pretty quick once the question was just asked. Yep. Yeah, and, and so that's that's going to be huge for next year because you're going to lose eight seniors. That defensive line is thin. Even with Middleton returning, it it helps. Yeah, yeah. So you, you get a guy in a position, position of need, um, you're going to get some, some help next year with some of those freshmen, some of those – um, you know, Elijah Simmons, Greg Emerson, Amari Thomas, Dominic Bailey still there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're going to have some guys, but guys that haven't played a ton of snaps here. So right. it's good to have a guy that's, you know, going to be a veteran. And I think Darrell Middleton needs more snaps. Um, maybe needs another year. You know, the, the Juco, you only get two years when you come to Tennessee, and that's not a lot of time to just make your impact. No. Um, and, and he did make, you know, a decent impact last year, but you want to see more out of him and maybe he more Because his ability and his, like his athletic ability, his size is off the charts. Right. But it's just, can he be consistent? I, I think just playing more SEC football is going to do that for him. It should. And you and you mentioned getting more snaps. It, if he can be more consistent, I think that was a lot of issues in terms of the, the, they, the defensive line as a group did get more consistent down the stretch. Hopefully this group has some consistent playmakers at the beginning, and that'll if that's hopefully that's Darrell Middleton, and because mm-hmm. if he's more consistent, that helps out a ton because he's probably one of the better defensive linemen in that group. <coughs> right. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Eric Gray's back, back at practice. Yeah, and running hard. That's good. We need that. Who's your who? Who are you uh, taking on in that drill? Taking on in the, in the drill? Yeah, and the I, I, I guess a good it's tweet. the I guess it's the new Oklahoma. Because that's yeah. what every team would probably does in the place of the Oklahoma since it's illegal now. Yeah. Um, I saw Casey Patrick put out that he would love to run over Butch Jones. I thought that was funny. Um, that's good. I don't know if Butch Jones would know what to do. He wouldn't. He would not. He'd probably just like lay there. You'd have to like elbow drop him or something. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd probably – I'd love to like run over Dylan. <laughs> it, I he want, would definitely be late getting up. I want Chad. You want Chad? Low man wins, baby. <laughs> our our six five friend Chad. Yeah, I want him. And he's also an athletic. That plays a key part in it. Right. 
but still. But if like, you run over somebody that big, you're going to be like, oh, man, he is strong. And strong. <laughs> it's leverage. That's all it is. So do you want to be the like the first man or the second man? See, that's the thing. I want Chad to be like a – he's going to be the, a down lineman or something. So I already got help. Someone's already challenging him, and then I just run him over. Okay. So yeah. you like kind of let him get off a little bit? I don't care. I'm whether he's off or not. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit. Him. <laughs> You're gonna run him over. Yeah, I don't care where he's at. <laughs> yeah, Chad. Chad's the friend I want. I guess I guess I want somebody like it'd be fun. It'd be easy. It'd be fun to go against like Darren Ravel. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Dan Wolken. Dan would be fun too. Would you go against? Uh, oh, what's the dude on the ringer? The dude that's they always make fun of his arms. I don't know if he's actually strong. Right? <laughs> I think he is. Ron Rosillo. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> Oh, uh, who who's someone else that go against? Um, would you go against Jeremy Pruitt? I feel like Jeremy Pruitt would lock my ass up. So he might. There's a good chance. That's a football guy. Now, now if I'm running the ball, I feel like I can get away from Jeremy Pruitt probably because I don't know how much pep he has left in a step. But There's not a lot of space though. It's not a space drill. It's true. Not a lot of space. But I can use the the lineman fighting to maybe like. Are you tiptoeing through this drill? It's you're, like, not, you're, it's you're getting like away from the purpose obst- of it's it. It's another obstacle for him. My goal is to score. It doesn't matter how I get there. It's fair. That's, I mean, I'd yell at you if that was my drill. <laughs> We're not tiptoeing through this thing. The Oklahoma drill. What are some of the uh, offensive expectations you got for this group? I know. I don't know. I uh, we've talked. We've got. We talked through it. But we're ten days out now. We do need to talk about Jackson Lowe real quick. Oh, we do. Um, I forgot that happened right before. I don't even have it in my notes. So uh, not right before. Was it like three o'clock today? Yeah. Tight end Jackson Lowe. Um, he was a, he redshirted last year as a as a freshman. Um, has entered the transfer portal, and I just think it's you know we had a question about that um, from Robert Faust. Um, he said, "What's up with Lowe?" I think he just lost on the depth chart, um, and he, he probably sees what's coming in next year with Hudson Wolf and. Miles Campbell, and there, there's probably just not a lot of room for him to play. Probably, it's it's definitely an interesting one. I thought there's not a lot of depth at that position this year. I'll, surprised me he wouldn't stick around and try to. It, it is what it is. It, it's a little shocking. Yeah, Cons- like you mentioned, the people that are coming in next year, but it's a little shocking with what you have. Right now. there seems like a guy that's in his class already that kind of already beat him out in Sean Brown, and then you have. Princeton Fant, you have Jacob Warren ahead of him, Austin Pope, and then you have those two coming in next year. And then Trinity Bell could fit at tight end, D. Beckwith. Yeah. You know, you have a lot of kind of options that you could probably throw in there. I just think it's kind of – he kind of sees the writing on the wall. A right. Bit. So, hate that. You know, I wish him the best of luck. I just feel like he, he wasn't going to play, and that's probably why he yeah. ended the transfer portal. So, I mean, he can go to Georgia. Who cares? I wouldn't, Easy stop, I, I wouldn't stop it. I mean, we didn't stop Eli Wolf from going there. He was a graduate transfer. He was, to be fair. Still. <laughs> we weren't like, oh, man. Right? No. We were just weren't heartbroken over it. Yeah, I don't think anybody was that upset about it. I mean, I didn't love to see him in a Georgia uniform, but that's any Georgia I think he also player. scored more touchdowns there than he did like his yeah, entire career. I mean, <laughs> at Tennessee. Do what you can do. It is what it is. Uh, so offensive expectations. So I, I feel like my main one, and this is probably for you too, 
dominate the line of scrimmage and not just win the line of scrimmage, freaking dominate the line of scrimmage. Like put people in the dirt, not just Trey Smith. All five of those offensive linemen should be able to put people in the dirt. Yeah, I mean, the biggest expectation probably falls on the offensive line. Um, I would think the biggest expectation falls on them. I think you're just looking for consistency out of this group. You don't need this this offense and what they've been able to do in terms of getting shoring up the offensive line and getting guys at running back that should be able to run the ball well. You hopefully just made this line or this offense consistent and able to control the ball. You don't need to go out and be super dynamic. You don't need to be scoring in in just a hurry and in a flash. You just need to be consistent and when you run the ball. Mm-hmm. You need to hold on to the ball and then you need to be able to finish off drops. I don't think I don't think you're asking a ton. I don't think Jeremy Pruitt's ever going to ask a ton out of his offense. I think he if I think if Jeremy Pruitt scores 24 points a game, 31 points a game, I think he will expect to win that ball game. And you should expect to win that ball game. I think he he'll expect that defense to hold up their end of the bargain if you can score between 21 and 31 points. Yeah, I, I feel like if you're in the 30s, I feel like Tennessee has a really good chance to win. I want this offense to not rely so, so much on the defense. Now, you can, but don't rely on them to get you stops right. and get the ball back. Go go dominate. Right. Go score. We scored 24, what is it, 24 and a half, 24.2 points per game last year. That was 11th in the SEC. Yeah. Okay. So my, I mean, thirty. I saw. I started saying that between twenty-one and thirty-one, and I was like, I mean, in today's game, it might be a little low. So yeah, I mean, maybe you might, you might need to get to thirty points every game to win. And but it's also, I think your defense has got to get better than what they were a year ago, and especially what they were at the beginning of twenty nineteen. Right. It's got to be a lot better. Yeah. I, I think if and and I, you talk about consistency, move the ball too. Um, you can't be we we can't have three and outs. That cannot happen. Move the ball, win the field position battle, score. I want to. I want to say. I expect to win games if you score anywhere. I, I do want to say that between twenty four and thirty one. I realize that's asking a lot from your defense, but I think the defense should be that good. Yep. I I, I want them to not rely. Like your defense is going to get stops. Like Pruitt's defense is going to be good. Mm-hmm. But don't rely on them to get you the ball back. Go go score. Fin- go yeah. Finish drives. You have the offensive line to sustain drives. You have speed on the outside to go seventy five yards to the house if you if you can. Right. So yeah, I, I feel like the talent is there. It just has to come all together. I I think you're right. And you got to run the football because last year it was like one hundred forty four point two yards per game. Um, that was twelfth in the SEC in rushing. Um, so got to do better with that. And I, I feel like with this offensive line, with Eric Gray having another year, mm-hmm. Ty Chandler's a playmaker. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like you should. Surpass that time. Like you, you should have around 200 yards per game. I, I would say you need you do need to run the ball very effectively each game, especially when you talk about some of these teams that have more dynamic offenses. It is going to be kind of fall on the responsibility of the defense to to win some of those games for you. Thankfully, you know Georgia shouldn't be that this year. Alabama shouldn't be as dynamic as they have been in the past. Um, Florida, you'll see. I mean, Trask they could be, I guess. Uh, but a lot of games, you, you won't have to score a ton of points to win. Mm-hmm. So just be consistent, win the field position battle, and I think finish off the drives that you sustain. And, and I think you'll be okay. I mean, and it's not you don't have to finish off every drive with a touchdown either. Just get into get into scoring position, 
and or at least flip the the field. Flip the, and <clears throat> that's the thing. How many times did we go three and out? On uh, you know, especially early on in games, and you're just getting the you're, I mean, you're giving. And our punters didn't do well last year either. And that 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 struggles when your punters can't flip the field. It puts a lot of pressure on your offense, and then turn around put a lot of pressure on your defense. So you do need your punters to be better. But going three and out doesn't help your punters. Yep. You got to move the ball a little bit, give them a better chance if if cuz you're not going to score on every possession. Right. You're not going to move the ball in a scoring position scoring position every possession, but give your give yourself a chance, give your defense a fighting chance. Just be more consistent in how you how you approach it. And that it's going to fall on JG. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of this like you can ask the O-line to do it, you can ask the running backs, the receivers, but nothing <clears throat> nothing compares to how big it is to have good quarterback play. Yep. So got to have that. Um, I know it's going to be – I think there's going to be some growing pains probably early on, especially when you don't have Mark West Calloway or Jawan. But, dude, you've, you've had time. Like, it's – you should be able to complete. And and you've got speed. You shouldn't have to throw it up and, and hope that Mark West Calloway or Jawan Jennings is going to come down with it. That's one thing I want to see <coughs> the offensive play calling get better at is getting the ball into playmakers' hands fast. Slants, hitches, whatever it takes on the outside, getting the ball into their hands quickly and let them work. Yep. I think you have enough talent there. Doesn't have. Keep it simple. Keep it simple when you're trying to get the ball to to fast guys like Jalen Hyatt, to dynamic guys like Josh Palmer. Keep it simple. If it's D Beckwith on the outside, be quick about getting the ball into his hands and sit, letting their speed work. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know it's Alabama, and I'm not saying I want to be <laughs> Alabama, but I mean, how many times they score off freaking slants? Right. Just be simple and let your guys that are playmakers go be playmakers. Let them run. Yeah. I mean, if you get, like, they're not having to think a lot of They're just running and catching a ball. Yeah. And they're just finding space and going. I want right. to see Jalen Hyatt <coughs> catch some slants and go to the house this year. Yep. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a problem for a, a guy that's as fast as him. Right. It shouldn't be a problem. Yep. Um, I want to see us blow out some teams. It's going to be tough in an all-conference <coughs> schedule. I agree, but like we're, you we're, should you should blow out Vandy. I don't think South Carolina's good. You should probably blow them. You blew them out last year. Yeah, I mean a 20, 20 points against South Carolina shouldn't be impossible. It is going to be tough. It's your first game. You haven't had a ton of practice time. I think it'll be tough to go and score a lot of points. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're scoring thirty a game, you should blow out some some opponents. Yeah, I, I mean Vanderbilt. Every game shouldn't be close, like it it seems to always be. Vanderbilt shouldn't be a close game. Um, Missouri shouldn't be a close game. I want to. I want to say. I want to say that. I don't know. It, sh- it should. Yeah. I mean, I. I want to say that. Right. It's just I. We have not handled Missouri quite how we should the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But they shouldn't. But they shouldn't be as good as they have been, even last year. So. It, it helped having Drew Locke in twenty eighteen. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. He's all right. <laughs> and he can't beat Tennessee. Titans, so he can't. It's a fact. I, I want to. I want to see. I just want to see more consistency out of the offense. I, I think you saw it a little bit down the stretch in, in 20, 2019, but even then, like look at Indiana. I mean, just wasn't the same. Um, you struggled. I mean, we just ran the ball a lot against Vanderbilt, so it's really tough to say. I, I want to say there was some struggle at, against Vanderbilt, but you did. It was wet. Weather yeah. wasn't good. You just tried to run a lot, so I, I don't know about that. But it I definitely, mean, I think you got to spread the wealth. I mean, yeah, yeah. You don't have you don't have a single playmaker on this team right now. Right. Yeah. You don't have a proven one where somebody's just like, oh yeah, that's the guy we got to stop. 
Um, yeah. You don't you don't have that, and so JG shouldn't just be looking like he did it. Indiana, as soon as Juwan Jennings came in in that second half, he's like, I'm going to him. Which I love Juwan Jennings, but it's not good when he's your guy that you need to make plays because he's not the fastest guy on the field. Right. Yep. And speed kills. Speed is not easy to stop. Can't coach it. You can't coach it, and it's one of the more difficult things to stop. Strength, strength, it's not easy to stop, (laughs) but it's a lot easier than speed because at least you can catch him. you got a fighting chance. And can we please throw to a tight end? I would love that, but I don't know if we'll have a tight end on the field. I mean, it, you kind of have to utilize them at some point. I think it it takes the pressure off JG a little bit to have that check down. And also, you have two really good tight ends committed. Do you want to show them that we don't throw it to the tight end? I, you definitely don't want to show it. I just... I mean, I get, like, losing Austin Pope, that's tough. I don't know when he's supposed to be back. But Princeton Bant, he's... He, Played receiver, so he can catch. Yeah. We just don't have a lot of... I mean, we just don't... I'm Jacob not, Warren was a good pass catcher in high school. I mean, I, he I, can catch. I want to see us use our tight ends more. I just don't know if we can. Yeah. That's my issue. And maybe last year it was just... I don't know. Maybe a year... And Cheney a year with this roster... Maybe that helps. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to see them utilize a little bit. I think that helps with recruiting tight ends, especially you need some tight ends on this roster. So, you know, you don't want to show that you don't utilize them in the passing game. No, I mean, I don't disagree, but I think hopefully they, they trust what they've been told and recruiting this year shouldn't affect a guy like Hudson Wolf who knows what's going to happen when he when a guy that's as good as him comes here. Right. I don't, it, should, it shouldn't impact him. Yep. We'll see. Um, Big Ten returning. The only thing I have written down here is bullcrap. Dude, did you see the guidelines? Uh, Yes. Maybe not all of them, but yes. So if a kid gets COVID, they're out 21 days. Which apparently used to be the rule, but now it's down to 10. 21 days. Yeah. That's three weeks, and you're playing eight games in eight weeks. Like, that's half your season pretty much gone if you get COVID. Right. That's insane. I just, I don't know. We'll see how it works for them. I mean, it's, I feel like they're just, like, wanting to get a college football playoff. That's how kind of I feel. Because I don't know what's changed in a month. Nothing. Nothing's changed. August 11th, is that when they decided uh, to cancel? And apparently, then... it had something to do with the <clears throat> rapid testing, but you've had rapid testing for a while. Yeah. Like I said, they just they too quickly canceled the season. Mm-hmm. And they tried to make a point. They tried to be – they wanted the other conferences to follow, and they didn't. They found out they're not leaders. It's just – yeah, this that whole like the presidents, Kevin Warren, just handled this the worst way possible. Yeah, and and they look like idiots for it. And what are you really are you helping your student athletes? Because I'm assuming since they canceled their season, they haven't been practicing since August 11th. They shouldn't have been, right? I th- I think they have been. How does that make sense? <laughs> I don't know. But they can't. They couldn't have played starting September 26th, but they've been practicing this whole time? Yeah, apparently, yeah. And they say people in the South are dumb. And, and Holy what, shit. And play, if it was all 
because of player safety and you're going to play eight games in eight weeks? No no bye week? Yeah. It, that, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't. Apparently now they've they've worked out, you know, to get cardiac MRIs because of myocarditis, carditis, myocarditis. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you say it. Um, which is an issue, but apparently, according to some athletic trainers with other programs, it's an issue for any uh, athlete that's had any viral infection. Um, apparently, it isn't new to COVID, is what I've learned. Mm-hmm. But they act like it is, and I'm, I mean, I'm not saying it's not serious. It is, but apparently, they've they've known this for a while. It's just I think they jumped the gun. They didn't listen to the people that were on the ground. It was just the presidents and the and Kevin Warren made decisions that. They were not prepared to make. They jumped the gun. Because how can you, how could you cancel the season and put that's the my biggest thing. How could you cancel the season and put students in, in class? Yeah. On campus. It makes no sense. It, it'll never make sense. You had them in dorms. You had them traveling back from places all over the country to share an apartment with three people. You had them going to class with thirty plus students and then returning to these homes. I mean, it just it'll never make sense to me. I don't think they should have been I think I wish the college football playoff would be like we you've made your decision you got to deal with it you will not be participating this year because I think it's what's the rules right now it's like you have to play at least 10 games to get into the college football playoff or the committee has to let you in hopefully they don't they shouldn't be allowed to it's their fault they made their bed they got to lay in it I've said this whole time and it really sucks it sucks for the student athletes and it's great that they're actually getting a season I, well, I like that. I think the Big Ten should have to deal with the fallout of what this could do to recruiting and oh, what it I, could do to their I, I agree. I, the future of their agree. athletics. You did this. You made these decisions. No one else did. You jumped the gun. It's your fault. You have to deal with it. Yeah. I don't think – I hate I hate it for the student-athletes. But you know what? It's part of life. Okay? You have people – what you need to be doing right now is you need to be going to these people at the universities, the people that – are the decision makers in the big 10 and saying we want the people who made these decisions out because they've ruined it for everybody. Mm-hmm. They jumped the gun and made a terrible decision and they shouldn't get it back. But and why are teams practicing? If they were practicing, they should have been playing. They should be, they should have been allowed to be preparing to play as early as possible, but you canceled the season. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, sh- they should be starting with, with the sec at least. What was the worst case scenario? You say you're playing September 26th and you get to September 16th and you go, we're postponing a week until we figure this out. Okay, we're, let's okay, we're going to postpone it another week until we figure this out. All right, another week. We're not ready. Another week. What's the worst thing? It, it just seems like the backlash was like too much for them and they had to go back. And, and now they that, look even dumber. If they just like made that decision, yeah, you look like an idiot. But then just... Stick to your guns. Just stay with it. Be a confident idiot. Yeah, now you look even dumber. Isn't that why people like Donald Trump? They're <laughs> like, he might say stupid stuff, but he means what he believes. He believes what he says. Stick to your guns. I don't that, oh, that's, that's seriously, there's something to be said about people who stick to their guns, whether they're right or wrong. At least yeah. they made a decision. Right, yeah. How could you trust your decision makers at your universities and your... Yeah, indecisiveness is like the worst trait you could ever have. And they talk about how, and they have all these, you know, Big Ten riders, as Clay Travis would call them, Corona Bros, (laughs) that are just like, you know, they they waited and made the decision, unlike the SEC. Nothing has changed. 
if anything, the cases have grown. Yeah. So what they're they're not making their decisions based on what they're learning from the CDC and the and the and the World Health Organization. They're not doing that. They're they made a decision based on I I don't know. I can't tell you what. Yeah. I I'm just like as a like people who like like we cover sports. <clears throat> so like people who are like that mad that they're having a season. Yeah, that's dumb. How, like, why are you mad? It number one, it has nothing to do with you, but only to give you more stuff to write about. They also, I mean, a lot of people will use the excuse that it's putting people in danger. Who is it putting in danger? Yeah. Yeah, make them like if they want to play, let them play. Who? I need them to answer who it's putting in danger. Like Dan Dan Wolken. He has this whole thing. Who is it putting in danger? And then those the people that it is putting in danger, do they have a choice on whether to avoid the danger or not? Yeah. And if they do, then who, again, I have to ask, who are they putting in danger? Because if a, if a student athlete, let's put it, let's use Trey Smith, for example, he's in danger every day walking on a football field. Yeah. Whether COVID's here or not. No one's forcing him to play. I'll take a step further. Football is a dangerous sport. That too. Every everybody that steps but, on that field is somewhat in danger. But I want to use Trey Smith as an example right. because yeah, you do because he he has to make that choice every day. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, well, for some of these kids, it's their only way to go to school. It's their only way to make it to the NFL. Could that not be said for Trey Smith? If a kid has a heart condition or a any kind of condition that would keep them out of COVID because they're at they're at a higher risk. It's not just one of those things that you go, well, that's life. We got to figure something else out. They don't have to play football if they shouldn't. It's that simple. Yep. It's that simple. Don't be an idiot. Dan Wolken. <laughs> Too late. He's already in. I know. Uh, there's no help in him, but it, it just blows my mind that you're building. They're, they're keeping fans out of the stands, which we can argue again. That is a decision you're making. I would argue that allowing 100,000 people to get together is is irresponsible. Whereas allowing 200, 300 people to get together that you've been testing every day for the past month is more responsible than... Yep. Like, you have measures in place. The only measure for allowing 100,000 people in would be, what, maybe taking their temperature? Yeah. It's like, that, what does that, that do? <laughs> you're not really mitigating risk at that point. Whereas with the athletes and with the staff and you are mitigating more risk now. And we can even argue about the 25%. We can, I will hear that argument. Cause I can probably even go, seems like it could be a little irresponsible possibly. Again, I would want to know all the facts. Cause I don't know all the facts right now. I would want to know all the facts, but there is the way the sec has handled football season so far. I think they've done a fantastic job. Yeah. And the big 10, they obviously don't know the facts cause they were like, yeah, based off the, experts the medical experts were going to cancel the season and now based off the medical experts they're putting the season back into place and the nfl started this week mls has been playing for a while outside of a bubble they've been playing mm-hmm. not just inside the bubble mlb's outside of a bubble um any other league i'm forgetting nhl's in a bubble right yeah, yeah. they are i mean but, it just seems like they assumed like everything else is going to be canceled and they wanted they wanted to be the first one. You you saw a article today. They compared the 
um, Big Ten to the SEC. Like they wanted to. Yeah. They sold their soul like the SEC did. They wanted to be. Yeah. Good God, dude! I've got a good stupidity. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. It's insanity. All right, I'm in a bad mood. Let's get in a better mood here. Let's talk about some college football. Unless you have anything else for the Big Ten and or um, Dan Wilkin. Like I, I am. I like good football and like Ohio State. Like I don't like Ohio State. But I do like to see good football teams play, and they have a lot of talent. I can't wait to watch them play a close one at Iowa at 7 p.m. Exactly. It's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a 21 to 7. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, college football, though. Preview. Not a very exciting week. It's a little unfortunate, but it yeah. is it is football, so we're not going to complain. Now, let me tell you about something exciting going on Saturday night. Pal, if you're a high school football fan, whether you're from East Tennessee or not, me and your dad talked about how cool East Tennessee is for high school football, too. We can talk about that later. Uh, we can talk about it in the show if other people want to hear my opinion. I just think it's really cool. Um, but Central and Powell, probably two of the best teams in the area, period. Both 5A could be playing in the quarter semifinals later this season are going to be playing Saturday because their games got canceled this week. Yeah, I, I think that's that's really cool because both those teams are probably going to win. They're going to win those games due to – COVID and I I don't know how that kind of works out. Does this game even count? No 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 no. You only you only forfeit if it can't be rescheduled region games for seeding purposes. Technically, games that wouldn't be played are not forfeited until the playoffs. Okay okay. So if it was a non-region game, okay, it just canceled. If it's a region game and cannot be rescheduled, that would be forfeited from the team that couldn't play. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. I think Pal did post that, but in the original guidelines laid out by TWSAA. That was not the case in the original guidelines. So yeah. unless something changed, and, and these are two teams that like kind of have been in the playoffs, but kind of avoided yeah. each other. They haven't played um, each other in a while. So yeah, it's it's going to be cool to see two of the top teams play in five A. Because um, two years ago, Pal had to forfeit the they went zero and ten because they had to forfeit those games. Um, so they didn't meet in the playoffs then, and then the next year. Um, Central beat South Dole, and then Powell lost the West, and they were supposed mm-hmm. to win that game. So they, they've kind of avoided each other the last couple of years in the playoffs. So it, it's cool to have this game available. I think it's at Central, correct? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, 730. So I think Diamond Clear Media's. I think it's on my WVLT. So, yeah, go check that out. That's going to be a fun. The Fortner Twins versus the, who, the young guys from Powell. I mean, they got – a buttload of sophomores that are yeah, going to play do. college football. So, yep. Um, yeah. So, not a very exciting week for college football, but you can watch uh, high school football. It'll, it'll be on Diamond Clear, not WVLT. I heard it's going to be on. Oh, WVLT they are going to make it happen. Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. I hadn't seen that yet. I saw a breaking, and then I, I oh, saw okay. that. Yeah. I probably missed it since three o'clock. I've yeah, been on Twitter okay. since. Um, but this weekend, college football. Um, again, not a lot of exciting games. ACC, you got Syracuse and Pitt. It's also week three is how ESPN has it. Okay. So I jumped the gun a little bit. Uh, Syracuse and Pitt in the ACC, that could be a, a pretty solid game. Um, you've got one more, I think. Miami and Louisville. That's it. Number 17, Miami, uh, and number 18, Louisville playing. Like I said, the Virginia and Virginia Tech game got canceled. I think they're going to try and reschedule it, but I, I don't know if it's going to happen. And then BYU and Army got postponed, I'm assuming because of COVID but I don't yeah. know. And then Friday, you got Houston and Memphis. That game get postponed? Oh, that's postponed too. I was about to say, I think that game Good got Lord, postponed. That, <laughs> yeah. 
Memphis, remember? Oh, Party Bus. Party Bus. <laughs> Party Bus got canceled. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. How dumb. Um, some other games of note that, that could be good to tune in for is Marshall and App State. I think that'll be a fun game to pay attention to. Uh, Georgia Tech and UCF. You're taking UCF, right? Yeah. I, I maybe. Even in their win, Georgia Tech looked bad. Yeah, they did. What about Georgia State and Louisiana Lafayette? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Louisiana Lafayette's ranked now, number 19th, after knocking off Iowa State. So, the, i got a question about the rankings. So, do we go down now? Do we go back down to what we were now that they're adding the, the big I imagine they'll add them in after week six. Okay. Whatever week it is, yeah. i got to imagine. So, that's going to suck if we're, like, undefeated and we go down a couple because they had... See, I think they'll... Ohio State. I think they'll slot them in, but, like, let's say there's four undefeated teams. Like, Ohio State would be number five, I think. Okay. Surely, right? That's, you would you would base it on the teams that have played, right? I would hope because we're we're fifteenth in the AP poll and seventeenth in the coaching. Let, let's pretend that week we lose to only Alabama. That's our first loss to Alabama. Yeah. I gotta imagine Ohio State would be behind Tennessee. They better be. You think I'm, so? I'm gonna throw a fit. Ball Twitter would throw a fit. A game I'll be just watching just to see what happens because Cincinnati's supposed to be really good. Cincinnati and Austin P. Austin P. Baby, I think it could be interesting. Go P. Was it Matt Neely? Was he at Austin P before Charlotte? Is that his name? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. That'd be interesting to see. I, I, who picked some idiot picked Cincinnati to be in the college football playoff? Who was it? Uh, Desmond Howard. That's it. I knew I had an idiot, right? Yeah, Big Ten idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had it right. Uh, anything else you kind of want to? Oh, Tulane and Navy. I think that'll be a good game. Okay. I'm trying to do. Uh, does Arkansas State play? Uh, don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. I didn't. I don't have it written down if they do. Okay. But could be wrong. I don't know. What's their coach's name? I really like that guy. Arkansas State. It's a good question. I don't have one for you, but Blake Anderson. I knew that. Yeah. Blake Anderson, great guy. Yeah, he is a great guy. <laughs> do you have uh, anything else for college football? We're gonna talk some NFL. Oh, let's let's get into some NFL. Let's do it. This is a good week for NFL. Uh, a lot of good games. Started off Thursday with uh, Kansas City against Houston. Kansas City just, they're going to be tough. Houston, surprisingly, didn't look at, traded away all their talent. Didn't look terrible. Yeah. Helps I'm, that Will Fuller, the fifth, look good. Yeah, they, they scored 13 in the fourth quarter when it was kind of over. Right. But I, I think, I mean, it, it helps that the AFC South, you just have Tennessee. So, uh, Jags and Titans are Jags are undefeated, man. <laughs> Jags defeated. are undefeated. That's stupid. That's incredibly stupid. Uh, another team I was impressed with, Seattle. Yeah. I know Atlanta didn't look great, but, I mean, Atlanta's going to be – they're going to make some noise in the NFC. They're going to be fine. Yeah, they got Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, who's on the fantasy team. I, I had to watch – I'm glad that game was on TV because I had Julio Jones, Russell Wilson, and Tyler Lockett all playing. Oh, nice. So, yeah. It was, it was – all of them scored well, too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson put up points. Yeah, what was he, like 34? Yeah, something, something like that. Like that. Uh, and then, dude, someone else I was impressed with. Uh, I don't think they'll be very impressive during the season, but the entirety of the season. Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. I know they're playing the Jets, but. He's got big hands. Looks good in shorts. <laughs> yeah, he did have that one that sailed. He didn't even have a fan to throw it to. I don't even know what he was aiming at. <laughs> yeah, somebody said this is one of the worst throws I've ever seen in my entire I think, life. I think it was Portnoy. So it was the worst throw in the NFL. <laughs> I 
don't know if I'd agree with that. I've seen some bad throws. Yeah. Mark Mark uh, Sanchez played in the NFL. Let's remember that. Yeah. Let's not jump any any guns. A butt fumble. Yeah. Um, we talked about that poor line, poor DeAndre Swift. Golly, dude. I watch. I finally watched the play. <laughs> yeah, that's it's so, so bad. bad. It's so bad. Uh, the football team they won. They did win. That was my my pick'em game. I picked the Eagles and they did lost. You? Yeah. So you're out. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I think I picked the Bills. Because I was like, how many games are the Bills going to have the opportunity to win? So I took the Bills. I was like, surely the Eagles can just win. I mean, they were like a, what, 15-point favorite? I'd, um, I'd say it was something like that. Oh, I should have never picked Carson Wentz. Jesus. And then I know uh, I know a lot of people weren't ha- happy with how the Titans played, but would they leave 10 points out there? Nine points? Mm-hmm. 10 because he missed the extra point. I thought they looked good. I was I was very impressed with their play calling. Yeah, you're gonna need a new kicker. Um, I don't think you need a new kicker. Pump the brakes. You're paying him three million dollars. Don't just cut him. Now they should have had a tryout on Wednesday morning. Yeah, put some competition on him. Yeah. I mean, he seems perfectly content, and one of four just isn't gonna cut it. Hey, apparently. Uh, was it Compton went over and just right before his game-winning kick went and hugged him? That's it. That's all he needed. Yeah. Maybe take off a sock or something. I don't know. Do something different. Like go sockless? Maybe he has double sock. I don't know. I don't know what kickers do. Kickers are weird people. They are weird. Uh, that's why you got to be careful with them. They're like goalies in soccer and hockey. That's why special teams goes and runs with Farmer Friends. Exactly. You got to <laughs> – special teams is a very delicate grouping. You got to be careful with them. Yeah. Um, That's why they're nowhere to be seen um, during practice. Right. If Okay, here's the thing, though, too. If Now, if your kicker's missed a couple kicks and you want to go over and tell them, hey, we got your back, calm down. But if you are, if you play football, if you're, if you're a football, high school, college, I know some, some Tennessee players like to listen to this podcast because, you know. <laughs> don't, like, that was my pet peeve. When people would walk over to you right before, like, a big field goal and, like, get in your face and be like, let's go. I'm like, this is a different mental game than like making a big run yeah, or making him, a big catch. Just let them be. Let them let be. be. We know what to think. We've got the right mindset. I don't need you in my face. Hit my helmet. Yeah, I'm because it's one play. It's not like, hey, this is a drop. Hey, we need to get. Yeah, like, let, let's go. And, and it's you're not you're not worried about the other players on the field. You're just timing and where you hit the ball. It, it's a very delicate process, and, and it's just, a, it's a mental game. It's a mental game. You got to be patient. Just be patient. Let the kickers be. Hey, he made the one that mattered. He did. He made the one that mattered. I, the Titans. I know Derrick Henry is a beast, but thirty-one carries—that's a lot of carries on game one. Well, and it's, I mean, I'm glad they. I felt like they didn't give the ball to him enough in the first half, so I'm glad they. I guess they did that. Um, I, I thought they were really patient, though. I thought they did a lot of play action to. Um, to do to they do have it. another running? back? Not another running back took a. Took a carry. Did, did uh, who they draft? Did they draft a running back? I thought they did. I don't who am I forgetting? I don't remember now. Um, oh, now now I'm all thrown off. Um, shoot. Maybe lose my train of thought. I hate you. Yeah, I don't. I, but oh, they're gonna run him into the ground. They just paid the man. Yeah, and, and Ryan Tannehill throwing 43 times is not something that I would Good want Lord. to happen. <laughs> I would have not guessed that if Derrick Henry ran the ball 31, that he would have thrown 43. 
Yeah, I mean, that it just like they moved the football, but they just couldn't get it in the end zone. So you gotta gotta find, and I think they were good last year in the red zone. So gotta be better in the red zone. Yeah, um, well, I mean, a lot of that was missed field goals. They missed three. Right. Yeah, but gotta score points, score touchdowns. Field goals aren't gonna win you football. I mean, games. yeah, but the points help, or just the just the points help a lot. Yeah. And Von Miller, Darrington Evans, is he a, is he a rookie? Is that who they drafted? I don't know. He didn't play. He's not a rookie. He's our backup though. Okay. Yeah, maybe need another back in here because that's a. I mean, didn't they? Who did they have before? They had the guy, the little guy. What was his name? He was from the Patriots, I think. Um. Yep. Why'd you do this to me? <laughs> I don't remember. You want to do a power ranking though? For yeah. all like stupid, trying to remember the running backs and that have played for the Titans. Sure. All right, number one, who do you got? Uh, number one, I got the Chiefs. I, I just I, think they're on top, and until somebody proves that they're better than them, they're going to stay on top. I had to go with the Chiefs. I mean, like you said, they were the best last year. They looked the best this year. I feel like those are the people you're chasing. Yep. So, the kind of reason I went with number two, I went with the Saints at number two. Um, I had the the Ravens number okay. two, thirty-eight to six over the Browns. The Browns are bad, but they have a lot of talent. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. So thirty-eight to six, and those six came in the first quarter, and they didn't score after that. That's pretty impressive. I just don't understand how the Browns are so bad. I don't either. The Haslam, I... <laughs> it's the Haslam <laughs> yeah. for sure, for sure. Do you think? Yeah, it's got to be just a cluster. Or do you think it's just like toxic environment, like Odell Beckham but, Jr., you know, that stuff's about him. You got Kareem Hunt. But they were bad before Odell. Right, that's true. I'm, I think it, the consistent in all this is Haslam. It's true. That's the consistent. Now, also, also Garrett only had one tackle. To be play. fair to Haslam, I'm not going to – I'm going to be fair right here. It was bad before he owned it, too. So. Yeah. I guess that's not the There's only a lot of missed extra points. Did people just not practice extra points in the offseason? They haven't. I mean, how many I know, li- how many live snaps have you been able to take? I know I know it's difficult, but man, there was a ton. What I what I did like about the NFL though, they're like the on the field play wasn't sloppy. Like it it, it wasn't like over the top. It like wasn't. The, there was there there especially like early on in the Titans and Broncos game, it was pretty sloppy. Um there was some. There was some. Slow, I mean, you're right. It wasn't as bad as some of these college football games, but yeah, it's that it it wouldn't look as good. As, I think they also had no uh, preseason games, so yeah. I, I think for this being the first week, I, I think it went as smooth. That's fair. As Everything considered, yeah, you're probably right. Um, but number three, I had the Ravens. So okay. I had the Saints at number two, and I had the Ravens at number three. I have the I have Saints at, at three. Uh, number four, I had the Seahawks. I kind of I wish I would have put the Seahawks. I'm going to put the Seahawks at number two. I'm going to put the Ravens at number three and then Saints at number four. Oh, okay. Interesting. Number five, who do you got? I'll have you go first. Uh, Number five. They look good to me. I'm going to go I'm gonna go the the Cardinals. Okay. I, I, I kind of went with some, uh, some history here. Kind of went with some history and maybe some magic, if you will, mm-hmm. with Bill Belichick. The New England Patriots. I I just, 
it kind of gets into that whole, you know, Kansas City came off the year being one of the best teams. Until Bill Belichick can be consistently beat, you got to go do it. Mm-hmm. I just I don't believe it. So, I, I mean, I think they're going to be one. It, especially if they can get more comfortable with Cam Newton. They made it so easy on him this week. Yeah. They know what they're doing with him. And it's hopefully he's bought, he's bought in. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be hard to get a guy like Cam Newton off the field. With the, the Patriot offense, that's so hard to stop anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's not a ton of negative plays. They get the ball out of the quarterback's hands very quickly. Uh, they utilize the running backs in the passing game. So that it's it's going to be hard to get Because, like, third and short, Cam Newton can just literally like step forward and have a first down. So it's going to be very difficult for them to get New England off the field. And they got a good defense. Yeah. So I think they're going to rob that defense, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Got to. Yep. Uh, anything else you want for NFL? I don't. I'm just. I'm glad it's back. It, it was fun yeah. watching Red Zone. It was fun watching. Um, oh wow, you got Red Zone, huh? Well, I have to sign into another account. <laughs> um, I'm not going to release. Did you get Brody's? No, no, no. Oh, no. Okay. Maybe he'll. Maybe he'll give me his login. Chad's. He's always asking if somebody's got something. <laughs> I bet his dad has it. <laughs> he probably does. I guarantee it. Um. My eliminator this week is I have the Giants over the. Who are they playing? Crap. I was going to see what you thought. I watched about. that game. The, the Steelers look pretty good. I think the Giants look bad. Yeah, I don't think they look bad either. I think they missed a couple opportunities. It kind of goes into those the week one things we talked about, though. I thought. I didn't think they looked bad. Yeah. The only thing. TJ Watt fooled the crap out of Danny Dimes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be hating on Daniel Dimes. I mean, he Daniel. he made he made one of the best throws I've I saw that first week. I mean, I think Daniel Jones is gonna. I I think he'll be a quality NFL quarterback. I don't know about how I don't good. Yeah, he's not gonna be a top tier quarterback. If I'm him, I'm gonna try to figure out how to milk some money as a backup. That's why I get injured when you can make money sitting on the bench. Yeah, do it. Uh, who are they playing this week? Sorry, I'm trying to figure it out. See what you see what you think about my eliminator. See what everybody thinks about my eliminator. My uh, if you're in the eliminator, tell me who you're going with this week. Not me. Maybe I'll. Yeah, Landon's out. Landon lost, so he's done. Um, oh, that sucks. I was actually kind of excited. I was looking through other weeks and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. I've got uh, I think up till week five right now picked. Okay. Week six. Uh, they're playing the Bears. The Bears. Chicago's a five. Ooh, I'm not changing. Chicago's a five and a half point favorite. They're undefeated, too. They just didn't look that good against the Lions, did they? Well, they should have lost. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think I think New York's a, but I think, a good pick. I don't Trubisky looked better than he has. Fair. <laughs> so not, I mean, There's nowhere else to go but up. Right. Exactly. We didn't talk about the Packers. Is Aaron Rodgers just going to score as many points as he can on every team? He's on a vengeance. Is he? You think so? I, I, I bet. Like I'd be pissed. I'd be very mad. It, Not getting him a wide receiver? I don't know if I'd want to win, though, for him. I think I'd be like, trade my ass. I don't want to be here. I think it. And I he's think a guy this who is probably is. I don't know what his contract looks like. This is probably his last year. And he's just like, I'm going to win a Super Bowl. I'm going to get hella money. And then never talk to you again like you're my family? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I probably wouldn't talk to his like, brother. I'm going to treat you like my. Uh, no. <laughs> Hell, I'd make, my, I'd make my brother change his name. Exactly. Like, I don't want to be related to your ass. We went to Vanderbilt. I was thinking about that guy today because I think it'd be fun to have him on and be like, act like we're going to talk football and be like, you're only known for The Bachelor, so that's all we're going <laughs> to talk about. 
So when's the last time you talked to Aaron? About the same as me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bingo. Um, Jumbotron. That's where I was going with that. Jumbotron. Okay, so COVID. It's going to be different. It is going to be different. 25% in the stadiums. Some people none. Some people 21%. I think A&M's like 21%. Some weird numbers. So what, Jumbotron, the top three things that you think stadiums should be doing, could be doing, shouldn't be doing, if you were that kind of person, to make it a better game day environment? Maybe not light your own stadium on fire is probably a good start for Florida. You're right. That's a great start. Um, That doesn't count. I just thought of that. (laughs) Just throwing that one in there. Freebie. Yeah, Yeah, that's freebie. Um, I would like to maybe see, maybe they give them their tip. Ticket stubs, that'd be kind of cool. Give. Like, the people that are actually in the stadium, like, give them their actual ticket stubs. Oh, do you think it's going to be uh, phone? Yeah. Well, why are they not sending out seats? Dude, I... Tennessee pisses me off. Send out the season booklets regard. Like, not next year. They're not going to do it anymore. That's stupid. Those are awesome. Yeah, that's, like, the one thing you get. Even if you're... I need to use it on my phone... At least give if I'm a season ticket holder, I want this season ticket book. How, how much do you think that season ticket book costs? Like to make? to produce? Yeah, ten dollars. Yeah, probably. And it's like with the minimum donations, like two fifty. I know you don't have to pay a donation, but still, like, <laughs> okay, it almost cost a million dollars to produce if there were ninety thousand people that bought. So I think let's see, I think we had seventy eight thousand. That'd be seven hundred eighty thousand dollars to produce. Those. So that's fair. I didn't think about that. <laughs> that's quite a bit. But still, yeah, give us a season ticket book. You make plenty of money. You do. You do. I mean, I mean, you make that on Michelob Ultras alone. In a game. Yeah, yeah, in a game. Yeah, every Saturday. In a game. Um, I love to see all the dump trucks, like, after the fact. Like, they're just dumping the trash cans in, and it's all the cans oh, insane, after the dude. game insane god people are so drunk at football games y'all should be ashamed of yourselves yeah i would never terrible people (laughs) i've never had a beer in my life um i think one thing that people like these things should be doing i think they need to especially the places that don't have a lot of fans because like they're either their city state county whatever wouldn't allow it i love the uh what the NBA is doing. The Skype or Zoom. Oh, yeah, that's cool. The virtual fans. So you, you want a cardboard cutout or you want virtual? Vir- I think cardboard cutout's great. Virtual, I think, is cool, too. I don't know how they would do the virtual in that stadium, though. I mean, you could have them on the Jumbotron because you're not going to show them every shot. Okay, know? okay, yeah. So not like around the stadium, just have well, them like a... And then you could even do them on that. Those are LED now. So you could even do them on the thing during the stadium. Okay, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Something different, and it'd be. I think I think it's cool to like bring in like celebrities and stuff. Yeah, that are you know Little Wayne hitting the bong, whatever he hit. I don't know. I know he's smoking weed on his. That was pretty badass. Snoop Dogg bringing in strippers. (laughs) Yeah. Whoa, (laughs) we didn't know. (laughs) Exotic dancers are not strippers. Um, my my next thing would probably be. The free refill. Give me the free refill sticker. Sell. Oh, just a st- I thought you meant total. So you you just want one. I just want. Yeah, I just want a sticker back. Come on, you can't take a, take that away. 
It's like five uh, cents. Like it's nothing for somebody to fill up a cup full of soda. I mean, maybe a lot of people, but still, like, because of that free refill, probably some people don't even buy a drink. They're like, I'll just suck it up since I don't get one. I'm just going to guzzle that one down. I'd rather yeah. have a beer. It's big. It's more. There's more ounces in the beer than there are. Yeah. The, I don't know if that's true. Those are some big cups. Yeah. But yeah, give me the give me the free refill sticker back. I I support that. I I, I think I support free refills total. Just let them go. Twenty five thousand people free refills. All of you all. Dang. Yeah. That's a lot. I I don't think it'd be that many. I I, I you don't know you'd have some like not on beer. You're right. You but you'd have some like. Yeah, but they're not gonna large leave. person. They're not going to walk from their seat to the concession stands that often. We'll have their kid do it for them. Fair. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, okay, this one. I think they need the Goodyear blimp. This is serious. Okay. Goodyear blimp and sell seats in the blimp to watch the game. That's that's serious. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, is he going to fly it around like... The whole time. <laughs> sure. Social distancing. I, I mean, how much would a seat cost? I don't I don't know. I, name your price. I don't know. How much would you pay to, to sit up in a blimp? Zero dollars. Yeah, I'm scared of heights. I would never do that. <laughs> I'm terrified of flying. And it's, it's basically a freaking big-ass balloon. The worst feeling <laughs> in the world is takeoff, because I'm like... Don't blow up here. I think like 90% of plane accidents happen during takeoff. I'm like, oh my God. Imagine sitting in a blimp for the whole time. And then have you had that feeling on a flight where the plane just drops for like a split second? Have you had that feeling? I have like, I hate when we get to, um, elevation. Yeah. Altitude. Yeah. Altitude. Whatever. Yeah. When you get there and then it kind of levels out and you're just like, what just happened? Cause like you've been going up for a little bit and you're just like, is, is it, cause that <laughs> was done. Yeah, that was, I've only flown twice. Like from there and back. Okay. I've been on, I guess four planes. Cause I, it was in Washington, DC. How many times did you go there and back? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So that's a scary feeling. I just feel like oh, you wouldn't have that in a blimp. That's a good news. But I also hate, here's the thing I hate about flying is I do not like being able to see the ground. It freaks me out. How does the blimp even like, does it like, it's helium. You, I know, but, like, how do you, I guess, like, how does it, like, take off? I think they just. Is it kind of like a hot air balloon? And I think so. Like you, okay. And they do have propellers. I don't know if there's a little bit of a moving star. I don't gotcha. know. But they do have propellers. They just, like, lift it up and start blowing real quick. and <laughs> It's helium. Yeah. Not hot air. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, I don't like being able to see the ground. So, I don't think I could, I don't think I'd enjoy that. Yeah. No. And, like. What what would it like? How would you see the game? You you wouldn't. That's the fun of it. Oh, you see, I'm just kidding. Just be like TVs up in there. I, I guess it was kind of it, it was a just joke. Like, it was a joke. Or it's like one of those. Uh, it's like <laughs> in my head, you fly really close to the stadium the whole time. You just circles. Okay. Is it like the the bridge in Gallenberg that cracked? Yeah, exactly. The yeah, you put see. glass in the bottom. Yeah, gla- like, <laughs> glass bottom. Touchdown. Yeah. How <laughs> yeah. That'd be so scary. I would never do that. I would never do that. <laughs> It'd be like a bottom, the bottomless boat at uh, 
Lossy. The K, yeah, Lossy. Blonde fish or whatever. Dude, Lossy is such a joke. That place sucks. What are you mad about? Huh? The fish aren't blonde? Is that what you're mad about? No, they are blonde. They are blonde? What are you, What was it that you wanted them to be? Huh? You wanted them to, you wanted them apparently to be. Apparently they're not, but apparently they are to me. So you think they are, but they're not blonde. Somebody said they're not. I disagree. We looked it up. I just don't remember what it was. I think they're not blonde, but I'm going to go with they are. Have you been to the Lost Have you guys been to the Lost Sea? <laughs> I haven't been in so long. Oh, I haven't been in so long either. But I, I like what I remember. I was like, okay, this is a dark cave. I don't like dark. Like as a kid, I was afraid of the dark. I still don't love it. Um. So yeah, it just wasn't a big thing for me. It wasn't very enjoyable. I'd rather really go to a Smokies game. Is there anyone that likes the dark? Huh. Maybe. Like a person. Like same. Dan Wolken probably does because he likes everything opposite of what I like. So I'm terrified of the dark. I won't lie. I'm like I am a Freddy cat. Yeah. I don't ride roller coasters either. Speaking of heights and planes and trains and automobiles, I don't ride roller coasters. See, I'm scared about do it. You're scared, so you do it, but you don't like it. You yeah, I, I don't. I don't love like the roller coaster but I, I like to accomplish it like i like to just beat my fear okay see i'm just because like I, i'm like like you i didn't like heights but i was like my first job was at a zipline so oh, i'm nice. like well i gotta conquer yeah, that real quick overcome that one <laughs> see i wouldn't be a fan of that uh yeah so we went to dollywood with my niece and nephews and i was like i'm not riding this one i'm afraid of roller coasters and one of my nieces is like yeah i don't think i'm gonna ride it either i was like are you afraid she's like no i just don't want to i was like just say you're afraid. She's like, I'm not. I just thought I just don't want to ride it. I was like, it's okay that you're afraid. Just say you're afraid. She's like, I'm not afraid. I was like, I'm afraid. She's like, I mean, okay, you're a baby. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Yeah, but I don't like roller coasters. So I would not ride the blunt because it's high and I'm good. Section OO is high enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, up there in like those seas where you can't even see like half the field. I, I do not. I don't mind sitting in the press box, the luxury suites, but looking at them, I don't like the idea of sitting in them because mm-hmm. I don't like how they look like they're. Yeah. Like up just, there, they feel like fine. you could just fall and face plant on the yeah, yeah. yard line. Yeah. Up there, they feel fine, but looking at them, I'm like, Mm-mm, pass. So I've been on top of the press box. Yeah. See, Mm-mm, don't like that idea. Whoa. 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 <laughs> What's your third one? What's your uh, last fan experience? I like the Dollywood themes. I'll go third real quick. Okay. Love the Dollywood theme. Bring Dollywood food to Neyland. Oh, so you're you're like you want that Atlanta Falcons stadium or Atlanta, well, whatever it is. It's not that cheap. <laughs> it's Dollywood food, right? But really? it's good. Funnel cakes, those fries that are thin. But more options. Corn on the cob. I think they have they have street corn there now. That yes, more options. I want good food. Okay. For the twenty five thousand people that'll be there, I won't be there. I'm looking out for you guys. We don't want. Good food. Tiny slices of Papa John's. We no. want like the... They have good pizza at Dollywood. Great pizza. Yes. Expensive as hell, but good. It's like fire or something? I don't know. It's Bring... What's fire. the kitchen? Something kitchen. That uh, place is good. Country kitchen? Sure. Bring it. Is it to Neyland. Auntie Anne's? Auntie? That's the pretzel place. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um, it's something like... It's like an aunt yeah, or yeah, yeah. Something, or something, something like country grandma. cooking. Bring yeah. it. To Neyland. Bring yesterday. That here. <laughs> Dolly Parton knows 
several things that are matter in life. Good music, good food, and good tits. She knows them. <laughs> Whoa. That took a turn. <laughs> what? I mean, what are you like, associate Dolly Parton with? Music and titties. I mean, I don't think, like, that's her thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's how I know her. But I'm sure, like, when she thinks of herself, she doesn't think of herself. That's, like, one of her proudest things. She's like, look what I got here. I paid for these. I'm going to show them off. I think she said that. She said that? I think she said something along the lines of, like, I paid for them. Why would I not be proud of them? If you got them, flaunt them. Is that kind of? <laughs> yeah, that kind of deal. She owns up to being fake. It's hilarious. And like her facial feature, her right. body, yeah. fake, not her personality. Yeah. yeah, she could be fake. I don't know. I've I've never met her. She's probably got good health care. <laughs> probably so. Um. Next one. Good fan experience that you need for twenty five thousand people. That's the key in this. Is you're not gonna have a hundred thousand. The games aren't gonna be fun. That's what sucks. I don't know how to make them. Yeah, it's like the the pageantry, the tradition is just not going to be There won't be, be bands on the field. Yeah. Running through the tee won't be there. That's stupid. Yeah. That's... Ooh, how do you fix that? You got any good ideas for that? Just do it. Just do, just do it. <laughs> just run through the tee. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, try to... I guess just try to make it as normal as possible. I, I just don't see how you do that. Yeah. Play a Garth Brooks. Dude, if they if they drop that, I'll be so got mad. gotta gotta bring it back. We're doing it at our watch parties Absolutely. at the end of the third quarter. We need to talk about that after this too. All right. Well, in that case, I gotta go. Well, <laughs> oh, seriously, let's do stupidity and let's get off here because I just got really excited. Okay. Not to get off here to talk to Landon about this. <laughs> uh, my first one is Adam Rank. He uh, the fantasy football writer said Allen Robinson is a top five receiver in this league. Extend him now, Bears. Allen Robinson, I think he's a, a good a top receiver. Five? But top five? Like, what has he done to make you think, oh, man, he's definitely top five? No. Just because he's had bad quarterbacks doesn't mean, like. <laughs> yes, that's he's, actually. He, no. he's had, he has had bad quarterbacks. Blake Bortles, Mr. Bisky, that's terrible. I'm sorry. But, like, you haven't done anything to take over a game where I'm just like, oh, man, if he had a good quarterback, he'd, talk, he'd be top five. Right. And I'm not going to give him top five just because he had bad quarterbacks. Sorry. I I would agree with that. Maybe maybe top ten, but definitely not top five. Sorry, that was stupid. Top ten though is probably yeah, maybe it, it might be it might be stretching, but you could argue you could probably 10. put him in there. You can't You're argue right. top five. You're probably right. You probably could. You probably could. See, there's just one that I have, but I think it's a joke. But it's just not. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know the guy. I don't follow him, so I don't know. It's not written. It's not funny. So can I call this stupidity? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think I think it's played on as a joke, but it wasn't good. David Hookstead said, I've spent the past 188 days fighting to save Big Ten football. Today we accomplished the mission. Much like the Osama bin Laden raid or D-Day, you never know when your number will be called to serve. All you hope for is to execute your job in the mission. We did just that. It sounds like the cadence of a joke. So I hope it's a joke. That is a terrible joke. I don't get it. Yeah, that's that doesn't make any sense. And it's kind of like this: the one I have. If a, a Big Ten president had written that, I'd laugh because they voted to bring it back. 
I don't think that guy's a Big Ten president or athletic director. Yeah, just because you wrote an article that said they should bring it back doesn't mean. Yeah, again, I think he was joking. I just don't think it was funny. And I yeah, I hope he's joking because like I hope he doesn't think he's just like a soldier on the front lines fighting hey, for the Big Ten. He might be. Did he go head to head with Dan Wolken? I didn't see him. Yeah, it's just people are so dumb. <laughs> I spent 188 days. Like, you wrote an article every day saying they should come back? I wrote one every day saying they shouldn't come back, and <laughs> yeah. I lost that battle. So. <laughs> you were on the front lines. I was, and I lost. I, I saw you. But you are there. Got killed in the trench. Um, so, Trenches. Christine Brennan, she's a oh, writer. God, dude. Um, and for the USA Today, said, Note the date. 9-16-20, the day that vaunted... Bi- the day the vaunted Big Ten became the SEC, it choked, it got scared, it sold its soul for football. My column on the darkest day in Big Ten history. Darkest day? Grit had a great point. Grit had a great point when he tweeted back at her. Larry Nasser. Larry Nasser. Jerry Sandusky. Jerry Sandusky. Few others. Those are just a few to name. We're at... Big Ten schools. All Big Ten schools. What about the, the Zach Smith stuff? <laughs> Not Big good Ten either. <laughs> Not good either. Yeah, that was a bad tweet. Bad tweet. I mean, like, bad real, like really? Sold its soul? Because we want to play football, you sell again, your soul? Again, it gets back to the point of, like, they just want it to be like they are they think they're going to kill people. Football's a dangerous sport already. Like, You're putting people at risk every day. Like, you are a sports writer. What is your agenda? Why, why do you... Not one sports that when you don't have sports, you lose jobs. You could be one of those people that lose their job, and they'll act like they're that they're acting like that's you know, I you should think then that I'm doing this because I think it's the moral obligation. No, because I think again, football is a dangerous sport. Nothing in nothing that the CDC has said or other separate organizations who have studied it have said that people could. You know, people are at a significantly higher risk of playing. Could it get spread? Yeah, but I think, again, I think, like I said earlier in the show, people are doing the best they can to mitigate the risk with the people that are on the field. So I just don't understand it. And, and I couldn't imagine actually, like, tweeting that and meaning that was the darkest days after what some of those people did at Big Ten schools. That's why we can't tell if this, the one I read, was a joke or not. That's She's the reason. Yeah. Yeah, because people are actually that dumb. Because I didn't read the article because I really don't give a crap. Um, <laughs> Apparently, the article wasn't that bad, but yes, the title is yeah. atrocious. Yeah, I just so. I just don't give a rat's ass. No. Um, yeah, that's just a terrible, terrible yeah. tweet. No, and, it is. Oh, like I, I feel like if if you were to put maybe worded it, if you would have put that in the title, you'd probably get a lot more clicks, but people aren't going to click on it because no one gives a shit. got a lot of clicks in terms of retweets. I better quote tweets are off the freaking charts. Yeah. Tweeting stupid shit But maybe shit just clicking on the article isn't. I got a question real quick. All right. Um, from Connor Gregory. I forgot about that um, during our questions. Um, but he said, do you see another quarterback besides JG playing against South Carolina? Um. So I think if you get – Either end of the spectrum, really good or really bad, I think, yeah, you do. But if it's just a decent game, no, you just said JG. Yeah, I, I don't think anyway, – unless the, it's garbage time, maybe you see JT or Harrison Bailey. If the first half was bad, though, I think yeah, you could see another quarterback. Yeah. But I think if all goes – they don't plan on playing anybody but JG. Correct, I agree with that. Yep. Yeah. 
That's all I got. That's all I got, too. Guys, I appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you tune back in on Sunday. We'll recap week three of college football, talk a little bit about the NFL. We'll have plenty of more team team news updates. Next week's game week, though. It's game week, baby. I'm so pumped. Yeah, so make sure you get in on Sunday. We'll talk all about the South Carolina game and, well, maybe not all about it. We'll save a little bit for Wednesday uh, when we preview South Carolina. Have some high sure. school sports to talk about, too. I'll definitely have some high school sports to talk about. So make sure you uh, tune in on Sunday. Can't wait to be back with you guys. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.